0: And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. I'm your host, Jamie Schleicher. With me is our trusty tri-host and unpaid intern, Seth Wispelway. Seth, welcome back to the pod.
1: It's me, your two seed. No balloons. <laughs> it's good to be here. We're gonna endeavor to keep this brief because I gotta get up early. We
0: are, we are gonna keep this brief. Famous last words. So. <laughs> I'm confident we we'll Zach's
1: go gonna edit this tonight.
0: <laughs> we'll keep it under an hour. Zach will edit it down to 25, 30 minutes and That's right. good, good for a good power walk for everybody out there. Get some, get some that sunshine like- and fresh air. <laughs>
1: exactly. In the colder weather. All our loyal listeners who have nothing left to play for. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Week fourteen of the fantasy regular season and the NFL in real life season has just ended. The playoffs are about to begin, and
0: we know we know the stakes now. That is the big news. The fantasy season, regular season, is over. And for our our loyal listeners, we've had a two week hiatus here, so you may be wondering, you know, what are the happenings? What's going on in the league? Last week, we had the playoff participants settled. So, the way all the matchups worked out, we had our top six. I was guaranteed a first round bye, which, as we know, fantasy football, a cruel game of variance. My team scored 164 points this week. They might score 75 next week. So, having that first round bye, very clutch. Everything else was up for grabs. Okay. And, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, change in seeding and where people would land would be determined this week. So a lot of drama coming into the second night, but with the final whistle, we do have our playoff seeds. And my trusty tri-host and nemesis is our two seeds. So congratulations for proving out the thesis that pod participation does lead to better fantasy football performance.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned that I had that thought signing on looking at the six guys, um, who've made the playoffs. Uh, well, they haven't all appeared on the pod. Uh, Travis, we'll get to that. But the one thought I had is they're relatively active in the group. Me, uh, causation correlation, maybe so, maybe no. Uh, one again, variance might be Travis and, and John, but, uh, Speaking of this, though, like, so you had the first round by locked up, not necessarily the number one seed if you had lost. Right. Any of the other second through sixth place guys, including myself, could have finished second if things had gone a different way. And I just looked at the point totals from this week. If I had lost to bins because we both didn't put up more than 100, uh, Travis would have jumped into the number two seed. Uh, based on point difference over me and, and record uh, being tied. As it is, though, Travis jumped from fifth to third. And we've kind of been talking about how Brian's the team we don't want to face, but Brian has the most points in the league. Just did a little simple arithmetic. In spite of your 164-point performance, Brian is still going to come away with far and away the most points. And he is now the fifth seed. So I think he's he's one we all fear. Um, he's going to be playing Zach. I mean, I just beat him by
0: 51 points. So how much, how much fear should I have?
1: He put up 114 though, and only three, four, three, uh, not many teams, four teams this week put over a hundred. So he's constantly in the green and you have to play the winner of that game. Um, and I'll play the winner of Travis and Matt, but as you
0: said, anything could happen. Like, Like my my kicker could outscore every single player on Brian's team. That's (laughs) That's in the range of outcomes because it happened.
1: Kickers win championships. I'm just saying, like my team on bye could score 130 next week and 75 the following week, and I think that kind of things happened before. Um, But the the thing is, just block out the bye week, let your players give them give them a little rest. Um, But yeah, that's that's the big big change. Six strong teams. There's there's a big difference in records between those who made the playoffs this year versus others. I don't think we've we've necessarily had that we've always come down to the final week and all that to say this is why we didn't have a pod last week. We knew.
0: We knew that this was the week of drama instead of throwing out some filler content, just wait. Let the the chips fall where they do and talk about it then. So now now we know. I am your first seed Seth is your second seed, Travis, third, Zach, fourth, Brian, fifth, Matt, sixth. Everybody dangerous. Everybody's got a shot. And Travis versus Matt, any big predictions for that matchup next week?
1: Yeah, and two things on – oh, wait, Travis versus Matt. Before we get to that, I do want to acknowledge – because people have heard that there's other guys in this league. There is a consolation bracket Mm, for the bottom six teams. This is news to me. Yeah, we don't care. Except there has been some hot and heavy talk of rough draft 10-page proposals out there maybe bringing back a last-place punishment for this year. I think that would probably get shot down in committee. Uh, No one wants this ex post facto punishment. But I love... I liked my Taylor Swift karaoke idea, but I love your idea, Jamie, which is that we manifest the long discussed combine by having 12th place, um, work with Michael Benz's nameless wife to finally plan and, and, maybe require that if you wanna be in the league next year, you have to participate. Wow. I don't know. Let's get into the things we do know though, which is who's gonna win. This is not gonna be filler content. We know who's gonna win each playoff game. We're gonna call it right now, prehistoric prophecies. And, but I would like to come back to this 12th place thing and who our ideal combine planner would be. Who do we wanna see lose in the 11th place game?
0: So One one point, just for the record, and my memory is hazy on this as well, so as always, I'm just going to recollect things from previous pods with somewhat level of accuracy. I did not originally come up with that idea. I think it might have been Brian who came up with the idea that 12th place finisher should plan the dad bod combine next year, so I want to give credit where it's due, and it may or may not be Brian, but it most certainly wasn't me who originally came up with that, although... As always, I, I ran with it and then on the pod with Michael and his name was Alex, we talked about it with them and she volunteered to help organize this event. So huge there, maybe Matt's nameless wife, who has also been on the pod event planner extraordinaire would also get in on this. So a lot of the heavy lifting you'll have support from, from some experts in the field
1: what a but, year for the pod and and yeah i think you and i let's let's take each matchup as it comes i think you and i very well know who's going to be in the championship game but since you mentioned this is brian's idea and there's been some great trash talk in the group me this week i was wondering if things would just devolve into a cacophony of slurs and insults if brian and matt both came on but there's probably not a reason unless they match up in the playoffs And the only way they can match up in the playoffs is if they meet in the championship game, which as you'll see from my prediction, it's not going to happen, but it would be, it'd be fun to hear, hear more from them. They maybe they'll let play in the third place game.
0: There there's a chance. Um, but as far as our potential 12th place finishers who would plan said dad bot combine, the people that have a chance, so Jesse and John, I believe, have the consolation bracket first round bye, meaning they can't finish in 12th, leaving Steven, uh, Sean, Eric, and... Jesse? Bins? Jesse? I think yeah. it's Bens.. Oh, yeah. So out of those four guys... Which one do I I think would plan the best dad bond combine? And I'm I'm gonna go with Michael Binns and this dynamic duo of him and his wife planning planning the combine.
1: Wow. Oh, that's right. Cause seventh and eighth place can't uh
0: yeah, they,
1: yep. be in the last place game. Um I think that's a great idea. You know, there was some joshing about it being in Montana. But they've they've been just seeing the world this past year.
0: Yeah, I believe they're in California or making they're their way while. to California, and then they'll they'll be back in Virginia, yeah. in the beloved Charlottesville area where we have a core group for the league. I think somebody there planning the dad bod combine boots on the ground is uh, going to be best for the event and force the the out of towners, the out of staters to uh, travel in for it.
1: I think that's and
0: right. I, I think there could be some, some international wrinkles or elements that they pull from their travels. I'm yeah. sure there will be siestas built into each day of the combine, but I, I think they would do a great job with it.
1: Oh, it'd be so much fun. And we need to have, as the playoffs progress, like a podcast devoted to combine ideas. Cause we are going to manifest this and like, does like do you assign points to the different feats of strength and does the ultimate points winner get like extra money in his auction budget next oh, year? So
0: this. I'm some, just throwing it out Some incentives,
1: okay. That would be fine. Like even if it was 10 bucks extra, um, that could go a long way. But anyway, we're already, uh, gosh, 11 minutes in and we haven't called who's going to win Travis versus Matt. Um, well, I want
0: to hear I I called Michael as my 12th place oh, combine. Who who do you got for fun combine so, 12th place finisher?
1: So I think all of the bottom four would have fun with it. I think I'm going to go for I, I now that I think about your answer, I think Michael and his wife would be awesome at the event planning of it. A lot of the logistics how do you make it happen? Like the, the culture of it, I think Sean is my choice for developing like the, uh, with them, but the, uh, the actual pro bowl games, uh, feats of strength at the combine. I think there would probably be a measure of both unbelievable creativity and sadism in what these, uh, feats of strength would be. Um, that guy is just a font of uh, creativity. So, so, Sean, I hope you finish in 12th place. <laughs> in the 11th place game to Michael.
0: Which, Sean has not won very many games this year, so definitely possible, but he has been scoring a lot of points recently while still losing. So... Yeah, his team while the, uh, kind of life. yeah, while the trajectory is pointing up, it hasn't quite translated to the, the wins column, but I agree. Sean, just a creative genius, <laughs> often with that sadistic twist that you mentioned that I think would add a lot of things that we don't necessarily enjoy, but would be better for in a dad bod combine context. So yeah. that, that could be a lot of fun as well and really give Sean an opportunity to shine.
1: Yeah, and probably wreak a little uh revenge on us for this here. He uh I think it would be cathartic. Yes, exactly. He did not score a lot of points this week, and uh breaking news, he's just been renamed by Travis, who beat him by over fifty while Sean scored less than a hundred Tweedledum.
0: Um But that score still would have been good enough to be Oh, I guess not. Never mind. I was, I was looking at your score, which was only 96. He would have beaten sorry.
1: Matt. He would have beaten Michael. It was a rough week out there. Um, he would not have beaten Steven. Um, okay. Who is on the path to the championship? Let's start with, drumroll, third seed Travis versus sixth seed uh, Matt... And I'm quick pulling up their lineups projections for next week. Of course, we know whoever. Matt has like 10 defenses right now. And who knows how many of his players he's gonna keep though his his bench is good. Um, goodness gracious, Matt's looking strong. Okay. Aaron Jones, I don't know that he's going to come back, but they seem to think he will. He's got his wide receiver depth. Uh, oh, yeah, if he starts Jalen Waddell. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a bit of a question mark. Um, went out injured. Could see Matt with his uh, zero fab trying to pick up Zamir White. Um We've got Browning and Cincinnati lighten things up. So Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts is going to come out angry against Seattle. Okay, strong. That's next week. What do you think about
0: Matt's team? Uh, wow. Okay. I think it's trending in a dangerous direction. I'm I'm going to go with, so? I'm going to go with Travis in this matchup. I think if you've seen the last two weeks. Yes, they played potentially the two hottest teams in football right now in the 49ers and the Cowboys. The Eagles have looked broken. They have not looked good. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like like you said, Jalen Hurts could come out angry, have yeah, the, the, the revenge defense. game. They need to win out. Well, I shouldn't say they need to win out, but they control their fate. If they win out, they win the division. They give themselves a shot at the one seed if the, the Niners lose a game. So it's in their best interest to win out. But I I think the the Eagles looked concerning. Tough matchup with the Seahawks next week. If their ills continue, a bad, bad score at quarterback, Jalen Hurts nine points this week, could be enough to do you in, especially with Josh Allen potentially in a shootout with the Cowboys, unless they hold him to nine points. So, so
1: what's interesting is, I think I'm going to disagree here. I'm actually going to call Matt for the win. I I think this is bias against Travis's team, but I don't see the depth there. Like he scored a bunch this week, but this Drake London line of 24 points and 21 points from the Saints uh, defense, um, though they do play the Giants next week, um, which they're not going to win. Um, he only got one
0: point from Mike Evans, though who has been wide receiver. He's been a top 10 wide receiver this year.
1: I think Josh Allen will blow up. I don't Kittle's a toss up with how many weapons the 49ers have. I wouldn't start anybody from the Panthers, but he's got Chuba Hubbard out there. Maybe he goes with Jerome Ford instead though. Uh, It's toss up, but I, I have to pick
0: Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Travis. So going going on wow. opposite sides here. Um, well, whoever yeah.
1: wins is gonna lose to me. So uh, let's see what you say when we get to that lineup.
0: Um, All right. Next up, other side of the bracket: Brian versus Zach. I'm uh, I'm gonna go on the record and say I think this is the higher scoring matchup. Total combined points next week,
1: definitely by. Default. Brian's gonna put up points because the Cowboys are just en fuego right now. Um, and no matter what his other players do, that Dak CD stack is just lighting things up. Never mind. I mean, they're playing the Bills. So how? When well, as a fan, I'm going to ask you as well as as an analysis of Brian's team. How is Dallas's D going to do against Buffalo? Because you know um, Brian's going to ride with them out there. Is this where Josh Allen makes some mistakes? Um, Is this going to be a deal breaker if the Bills do get into a shootout that the Dallas D goes down? Maybe I should look at Zach's team, but talk to me about that first because the Dallas D has been Brian's cheat code for some games this year.
0: Yeah, the Dallas D has been a really strong unit all year. And Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers at the quarterback position. So I would continue to ride with the Cowboys D next week, because even if they do put up a lot of points, I think there's turnovers, there's sacks, and potentially touchdowns in the cards for the Cowboys. And as we saw with the Eagles defense this week, the Cowboys put up 30-plus on them, but with that fumble recovery touchdown, they were still able to score in double digits. So yeah. I think they'll give up more points than they've been given up in previous games, but I think Josh Allen, we'll call it two turnovers in this game, just with the uh, the propensity that he's had on that front, and the Cowboys being a good match for forcing those fumbles, getting those pick sixes. Uh, I, I think there's a chance for the the defense to make a couple big plays.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, DK Metcalf will probably eat against the Eagles and don't really know what's going on with the Lions at the moment. Um, yeah, all right. I'm looking at Zach's team, though, and Zach has wisely stashed the Kansas City Chiefs defense, um, which is good because the Jaguars are playing the Ravens. They're probably getting dropped. Um the Chiefs just lost in a uh, highly charged game against the Bills. So they're playing the New England Patriots, and you know they're coming out angry and just going to – I I will be shocked if the Chiefs score less than – I'm being generous here – but like 10 points. So I, I would uh, think that could be a 20-pointer there. Zach has a lot of quarterback issues. He's running Gardner Minshew out there. And, like, Minshew magic can be real, but it cratered this week. And uh, Did he not playing... pick up Trevor Lawrence? Oh, that's right. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence is playing the Ravens on Sunday night. That could be good. I mean, Ravens have a good defense, but the Jaguars are going to need to figure some things out this week. Uh, Tyree and Raheem Mostert are – you know, Tyreek was able to get back out there tonight. That's a lot of points there. The ch- speaking of broken teams, the Chargers. Holy cow, Eckler! What?
0: Like, what has happened there?
1: I don't know. They, they, they can't. That, that's wild to me. Um, we don't have to like break their whole team down and what's going on with Kellen Moore. But he, you could say that Eckler is going to score a ton because Herbert's getting surgery on his broken finger, <clears throat> and they're putting God knows who out there. Um, same thing though, with the Vikings who just won three to nothing is Hawkinson, you know, is he going to be, so here's what I think about Zach's team in general, without breaking down every player, there's a lot of players that could be like the easy dump off throws, like where they're just feeding Hawk and feeding Eckler, or it could be like these teams are so broken and they can't put up any points that these guys fall on their faces. So He's got a few like between Mixon, and Mostert and Hill. These are his money makers. Kansas City D is going to do all right. The rest could be Oh, it's going to be real boom bust.
0: Yeah, Austin Eckler especially he said that Steph Diggs treatment the the last few weeks of, you know, this is a guy that you expect to be a stud go out there and put up 15 points no problem and if he has a great game, you know, maybe get into that 20-25 range. Last 3 weeks he goes six, six, three. This is Austin cool. Eckler, we're talking about. So the the floor can fall out there. He puts up eighteen and a half this week, gets the touchdown, gets some dump off passes once Herbert goes down. But That's yeah, great. it's you're you're worried about that. You're worried about Hawkinson with you know the Vikings in a dome scored three points this week, lowest scoring dome game in history. And then Tyreek Hill gets a little banged up this week. What's going to go on with him? Is he going to be fully healthy? You know that the worst case scenario for your players is to come into a game, beat up, you play them and then they go out in the first quarter cause they aggravate something right. or they tweak it and they want to play it safe. So, you know, he's, he's got the guys that can explode, but there's a few of them that have these troublesome situations that like a guy that you could get 20 from actually scores three for you. And, yeah. changes the the outlook of your your matchup.
1: Exactly. And uh, Zach's bench is not on par with Brian's. Again, it comes down to who they start. Zach has $15 fab left. Brian has 46. Um
0: Yeah, and I do just want to shout out John Robinson. Thanks for giving Zach's team Trevor Lawrence. That's what he needed, a good quarterback. So, <laughs> well, thanks thanks John. Him.
1: Well, I kind of brought attention. I was going to be like, do I have space on my bench? And on Sunday morning, I was just like posting nonsense in the group me about Trevor Lawrence. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I see that he picks him up because uh, John dropped him. All right, so who's your pick?
0: I'm going Brian. I I think Brian's team has been on a tear recently. He would have lost to Zach this week, so definitely in the cards next week as well but I am going to go Brian. I think the Cowboys have a big game against the bills going to need to score a lot of points. I think that Dak and CD connection goes off. I think Travis Etienne goes off. I think DK Metcalf has a big game and a couple of Zach's question mark guys have small games and that's, that's enough for the difference and Brian wins in a close one.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. And it, yeah, this is going to be high scoring. They're both going to be in the green. This is going to be one where both guys would have beaten the winner of Matt Travis. That's my prediction. Um, and Agreed. One them, and one of them is going to be playing in the fifth place game. But um.
0: All right. So we disagree on one semifinal. We have some agreement on the second okay. one. We'll see how it plays out next week and all of our predictions will be wrong. I do want to hit on two final notes from league play this year as we wrap up the regular season. Number one, Zach's team weak loins does get into W column. So he gets to rename himself going into the playoffs. Sad to see that we did have a rename. Travis renames Sean. Sean will take that new name. Tweedledum into the losers consolation bracket. And then the last thing in the Toilet Bowl matchup of the week, we had Jesse versus Steven. Jesse gets 21 points from DeAndre Hopkins, including a late touchdown for the Titans to beat the Miami Dolphins in a Monday Night Shocker, along with Tommy Cutlets taking <laughs> the New York Giants over the Green Bay Packers. Two upsets on this this night also leads to Jesse winning his final matchup of the the year against Steven. Uh, Any other quick thoughts from you before we we wrap it up and figure out how Zach's going to edit this down to 30 minutes? uh,
1: Given that we're under 30 minutes.
0: um, Well, people didn't know that until you said it.
1: Let's see if he's up to the task. Um, Those are some great last thoughts. I think just coming back to the combine idea, I think this is the kind of ex post facto last place punishment that could be embraced because it enhances the whole thing. Uh, what could be really fun. I just want to throw other ideas out there as they're coming to me about it is that we do it. It's like all day, the day of the auction draft. So like, you know, we got a marathon day. Yeah. We all like put our laptops around wherever it is Charlottesville. So that's one thought. Um, yeah, we're going to see what happens. I just want to wish my whole team a healthy week 15, uh, because, right now I feel good about my team. My flex is my weak spot for sure. I already have the Jets defense, um, on standby, uh, for week 16. Um, I was taking a risk that I would not be playing week 15. Um, but they play the commanders, uh, week 16. So just a little, little nice gamesmanship. Uh, last thing though is you and I uh, both did each other a little dirty on the waiver between Kyler Murray. And, uh, it's good that we're still friends. Yeah. uh, How do you feel
0: about Rico Dowdle and Dalton Schultz, both coming over to the, the bad guys?
1: I, I never want to, here's what I'll say. I never want to see anyone injured. And I, given that my, uh, I feel okay about some of my running backs. Like, I don't want Derrick Henry to get injured, but I could start Ty J. Spear. But, yeah, going into the playoffs without top handcuff is a little iffy. I don't think Matt Brady counts as a handcuff. Like, I wouldn't be starting him even if – Yeah, you,
0: you don't feel good about that.
1: Did go out, but, um, yeah, it's all right. I, I know we'll revisit this next week and, and over the next few weeks, but – And maybe I'm biased, but I'd like to see you and I in the championship game. So whoever wins this weekend, the whole previous 30 minutes, it doesn't matter. You guys are going to all lose in the semifinals. So uh, enjoy this uh, while you can.
0: So true. And as the two people with the microphone in this instance, because once again, everybody in the league declined the invitation, I'm going to agree with you. I I think we deserve to be there. I think we're what the... The podcast hosts want to be there, yeah. and our loyal listeners as well. So, give you know, let's give everybody the nemesis matchup they all want.
1: Yeah, putting on dropping the gauntlet now. On um, it won't be the last pot of the season, but for those who don't know, week seventeen in the NFL ends on Sunday, December thirty first, uh, New Year's Eve. So, especially if Jamie and I are in the championship. I have this idea that we're just going to like open the podcast reporting booth during the Sunday night game. Cause there's no Monday, oh. game. there's no Monday game that week. I don't think on the first and, um, because of all the college football stuff and then guys can come by and yeah you know, offer condolences or predictions depending on how close the game is. But obviously, uh, writing history before it's written.
0: Yeah. Uh, as, as we, a, as we often do. Yeah. But that could be um, fun uh, and an homage to our, our league's roots. We could call it the check your ball drop pod.
1: <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. And on
0: that note, you can all go fall in a well.